At Learning Objective 3, we're going to evaluate the relative weights of the various sources of the tax law. Given the length and the complexity of the Internal Revenue Code, it's not surprising guidance is sought as to its meaning, especially in the context of proactive tax planning. All authorities are divided into two broad categories, primary and secondary authorities. Within the primary category, there is a hierarchy of authority the tax advisor must know. Primary authorities are official sources of the tax law generated by the three branches of the United States government. The legislative branch, that's referring to the statutory authority issued by the Congress. The judicial branch, there are rulings by the, both trial and appellate courts, specifically rulings by the U.S. District Court, U.S. Tax Court, U.S. Court of Federal Claims, and then the relevant appeals courts and the ultimate appeals court, United States Supreme Court. And then finally, there's the executive administrative branch, which through the Treasury and the IRS will be issuing various pronouncements as to the meaning of the tax laws. Exhibit 2.5 in the chapter displays the most common primary sources and their relative authoritative weight. At the apex of the list is the statutory language of the code, including committee reports of the enabling legislation. Those committee reports, whether from the House Ways and Means Committee, Senate Finance Committee, and or the Joint Conference Committee, are often the first source of authority, as regulations and revenue rulings are not often issued until a law has been effect for some time, often at least a year. Next are regulations, whether proposed, temporary, or final. Their goal is interpreting the code, providing procedural guidance in the operation of a code section, or in very rare cases, providing legislative language at the request of the U.S. Congress. Revenue rulings are next, and they provide guidance for all taxpayers on a commonly recurring transaction and or fact pattern. The rulings are binding upon the IRS until otherwise revoked, modified, or superseded. And then finally, there are private letter rulings. This represents guidance for the requesting taxpayer who may rely on it. The public may not so rely. However, the taxpaying public and its advisors find the private letter rulings useful for providing insights to the thinking of the IRS on important tax matters. Secondary authorities are unofficial tax authorities that interpret and explain the primary authorities. The most common secondary authorities relied upon by tax practitioners are tax research services like the RIA Federal Tax Coordinator or the CCH Standard Federal Tax Reporter. Other heavily relied on secondary authorities include newsletters like Tax Notes and quick reference sources like IRS publications, and the RIA, Federal Tax Handbook. Let's now tie together this learning objective with a question. Which of the following are primary or secondary sources? The first, the Internal Revenue Code and relevant committee reports. That's an easy one. That's primary. What about a useful article on tax planning in USA Today written by a prominent tax faculty member? That would, of course, be secondary, regardless of how persuasive. What about an article by 
a Supreme Court justice on the role of the courts in interpreting law, especially tax law. Well, again, that's still secondary. And while the judge is giving commentary, he's not doing so as a member of the bench. Supreme Court opinion, that's a straightforward one. That's a primary authority. And then what about Treasury regulations? Those, of course, are primary. And our final one would be, what about a tax service like the RIA Federal Tax Coordinator? And that, of course, is a secondary authority. This concludes our third learning objective.